Welcome to a series of netcasts brought to you by Yale University. Welcome to Yale University Healthcasts, brought to you by Yale Health. The future of care is here. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Yale HealthCasts. I'm Dr. Adam Smith, your host, and joining me in the studio today is none other than Dr. Deli Alcantara. Uh, she is an MD in the Internal Medicine Department at Yale Health. Dr. Alcantara, welcome. Um, hi, Adam. Thank you very much for having me today. It's it a pleasure. It is my, my pleasure. So we are here today to talk about a topic that is near and dear to my heart. Um, being a hospital-based internist, I see a lot of complications from this particular entity. And what we're here to talk about today is dehydration. So I'm going to turn the first question over to you, which is, you know, why is it so important to stay well hydrated? Well, as you know, uh, our body is made of water. 40 to 70% of our body mass is just made of water. So we have water in the cells, water outside the cells, and for the proper functioning of our organism, we need water. So therefore, dehydration is a very important topic because uh, it is involved in your overall function of your kidneys, your heart, and being an internist, I deal with a lot of elderly folks who have to take lots of medications that could contribute mm -hmm. to dehydration, especially in hot weather, humid weather. And since summer is close by, you know, we have to start thinking about this. So there's water in Diet Coke, right? Well, certainly there's water in Diet Coke, but not the type of water that you would like to ingest because it mm. contains other ingredients like caffeine, which kind of dehydrate you. So you would like to get more of a free water type of thing rather than carbonated beverages or coffee or any other sort of fluids. Is there a difference between things like tonic water or seltzer water that people who say have high blood pressure should consider if they're looking to kind of spice up their water intake experience? Well, certainly because some of these carbonated beverages contain high loads of sodium and salt or sodium is not a good thing when you have high blood pressure because it contributes to elevations in your pressure even though you may be still taking your medications as usual. So you mentioned older patients are at somewhat higher risk for dehydration. Um, any other particular groups of people that you encounter that um, should be mindful of their hydration status, or is this just a general rule that applies to everybody? Well, it does apply to everybody, in fact. We have younger individuals who also have hypertension and do use diuretics that could be at risk. Uh, elderly people are more at risk because they have their thirst, the, their thirst mechanism is not as good as when you are young, so they don't feel the need to drink as much. Uh, but even younger individuals who are going to uh, be exercising or working outside and outdoors when the temperature and the humidity is quite high, they should realize that they must maintain good hydration. And if possible, try to avoid working at peak times when there's a lot of uh, sun out and humidity. So it is a very important thing to keep in mind that not only elderly and the very young are at risk, they are at the highest risk, but also normal individuals could get dehydrated and without realizing it. That sounds like a great overview. Mm -hmm. um, just to recap for our listeners... It sounds as though anybody is at risk for dehydration, but by being mindful of what we actually put into our bodies and using water in its purest form is probably best for most of us. Um, keeping in mind that there is such a thing as too much water um, and not to overdo it. And I wanted to also ask you before we close about certain triggers or sensations that we might have in terms of how can we listen to our bodies? What, can, what is our body telling us? Is it just the sensation of being thirsty? What are some other signs uh, that people can look for to 
let them know if they might be getting behind the eight ball in terms of their hydration status? Well, thirst is the most important feature that we will start experiencing when our body water is diminished, but also you could start looking for feeling of cramps, nauseated, feeling lightheaded. Uh, if you have somebody whose uh, oral mucosa looks more drier, you know, you feel, you know, it's all dry there, the skin, elasticity are it's diminished, your eyes are sunken. All of those are important features. If you kind of pay attention to how much you urinate, you'll notice that you're urinating less or urine comes out more darker, more concentrated. So those are features that to look for. Okay, excellent points. So one of our listeners asked the question, how exactly can I stay well hydrated? You've mentioned to us that, or to me, that you know, just drinking a Coca-Cola while it has water may not be the might not be the optimal choice because of the sugar content, which in fact can dehydrate you, and caffeine can dehydrate you. So if we're looking at just drinking a couple of bottles of water a day, what is your typical recommendation? Well, you know, you must have heard eight glasses a day is what you really need. But in fact, some people may need more. Uh, it is estimated that a young adult could lose from 2.5 up to 3 liters a day in water. So we would like to replenish that. And a rule of thumb is for every 20 pounds to get at least one glass of water. Uh, as we age, as I had said before, our thirst mechanism is diminished. So uh, elderly people may not feel as thirsty, so we must encourage water in them, you know, routinely with each meal, in between meals, mm -hmm. you know, just try to force water in them because they may not feel as thirsty and they could easily get dehydrated. Take a typical Nalgene bottle, for example. How much is in that? When we're talking milliliters and, and cc's, some of our listeners may not be as familiar with that as they are with quartz or um, an, an object that they could visualize. Um, do you have a thought or a rule of thumb that you provide for patients? So if you were to get one of these bottles of water, each of them may contain mm, 500 cc's. So we are talking about six of those bottles a day on average. Wow, that sounds like a lot. Mm. Yeah, but it's about three liters what we need, you know. <laughs> uh, it, you also ingest water in other ways. You know, certain foods do contain water. Watermelon is a fruit that has lots of water. Also, if you drink a lot of soups, you know, you have the milk, the water in the milk. But you kind of try to estimate roughly if you want to get a number, that is what you really need. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you again. You're very welcome. I'd like to thank you for joining us in the studio today and to remind our listeners that they can get more information on the World Wide Web about hydration in general or to visit uh, our website for other health casts about uh, popular topics, uh, you may visit yalehealth.yale.edu. This has been a Yale University HealthCast, sponsored by Yale Health and the Office of Public Affairs. For more information on this and other health topics, visit our website, yalehealth.yale.edu.